episode 97. Don't ever let them forget about you. Welcome to Monday Motivation. My name is Dickie Armour and I run a few different businesses focused on blockchain, cryptocurrencies and initial coin offerings. I'm an author and a keynote speaker. I love life, I love people and I love helping people. It's what drives me. Each week I bring you motivation, inspiration and business advice to help you make huge improvements to your business, your happiness, your success and your life overall. Thanks for spending some of your precious time with me today. Let's get started. In this episode, I talk about making yourself memorable to your prospective customers. When you're out there talking to potential new customers, there are some clever tricks and things which you can do to give you a much better chance of customers buying from you. I'm going to share some tips with you on methods and techniques which have really worked for me. But first, check out the new sponsor for my Monday Motivation podcast. Stanage Watches, bespoke, handcrafted timepieces for the modern man and woman. www.stanagewatches.com Stanage Watches launched in January 2013 to bring eye-catching, luxury watches to people with a keen eye for design. It was launched by the founder and genius watchmaker, Connor Lysak Stanage. There are currently six editions in the Stanage range. The Classic, the Military, the Ladies Double Dial, the K-12 Chronograph, the Flight Seeker and the Power Reserve. There's also the brand new K-14 Chronograph and I'm pleased to announce breaking news. Stanage Watches is launching the all-new Airmaster and they're taking orders right now. Please go to www.stanagewatches.com today and get yourself one of these amazing timepieces, each one hand-built by Connor, the master watchmaker. Stanage Watches, bespoke, handcrafted timepieces for the modern man and woman. Stanagewatches.com You don't ever want your customers and potential customers to forget you. However, it's all too easy for customers to forget about you. I'm not being negative or mean here. It's simply a fact. We're all incredibly busy these days. It's too easy for you and your brilliant business and your products and services to be forgotten. Just think about it for a second. You've sent an email to a potential client and you're waiting for a reply. But we've all been there. We wait and we wait and we wait. I've been on the other side more recently. Now, I'm in the world of ICOs, initial coin offerings, and I've got people trying to sell me their services all the time. I've seen many of the emails and the messages via LinkedIn, but I'm not yet ready to buy. But when the time is right for me, I will pull the trigger. One of the services we need is an animated explainer video to explain all about our core energy project to potential investors. But we're not quite ready today. And that's the point. You have to continue to contact your potential customers so they can remember you when they are ready to buy. This is about a sales technique where you don't have to be aggressive. It's about touch points. Sales is all about getting in front of your prospective customers. It's well known in sales that we need to speak to potential customers between 5 and 12 times before they'll buy from us. 
Now, yes, sure, we've all won business at that first meeting. I agreed to deal with one of the world's biggest brands, CBS Consumer Products for Star Trek, at the first meeting, in 11 minutes, in fact. But I admit this was unusual. In most instances, it will take more than five phone calls, emails, meetings and follow-ups to win new business. So you have to be persistent in the contact that you have with prospective customers. Think about your clients and customers and how you won their business. How many times did you touch base and speak to them? How many meetings did you have? How many emails did you send? How many phone calls did you make? I'll bet it's more than three or four touch points. In spite of this, I know plenty of salespeople, the very people who should know better, who don't follow up consistently. You have to be persistent and consistent with contacting your prospects. You can't make one phone call and send an email and presume they'll buy from you. And yet people do exactly that. And then use the fact that they haven't heard anything as a sign that the customer isn't interested. And as I said, this is not about aggressive sales tactics or asking for an order over and over again. It's about how you become memorable to your potential customers. It's about tactics for getting back in front of them and reminding them about you and your business. There are plenty of ways you can do this. You can find interesting articles that you know they'll be interested in. If you've done your research about them and you've listened when in meetings and on calls with them, then you might know about their personal life too. Whilst many people suggest we shouldn't mix business with pleasure, I like to show my clients and potential clients that I care about them. One of the bosses of a huge global brand I was trying to do business with and did eventually secure a deal with has got two sons and he coaches one of them in their local rugby team. I remembered about a big summer tournament that they'd got coming up and I dropped the guy an email on the following Monday to ask how the tournament went and I hoped that his son's team had done well. The guy called me back almost straight away, two more touch points, my email and his phone call and we spoke for about 10 minutes all about the rugby and how brilliant his son and the other players had played and we never once talked business. Within a few weeks, we'd agreed a deal, and I know it was because I showed that I truly cared. Think about when you're being sold to, or when you're in the market for a new service and you begin to engage with potential new suppliers. How would you like them to handle their sales process? And in contrast, how do most people handle their sales processes? Most people stay in sales mode the whole time. When they start their follow-up process, they're always in sales mode. But what I'm suggesting is we should be more flexible and think of other ways to remain on their minds, on their radar, without always having to sell. Here are some ways of doing that. Call them up just to ask them how they are. Suggest meeting up for a coffee. Send them content which you know will be interesting to them. Share news of success that you've had with them. People love to be associated with winners and often a hesitation or delay in giving the go-ahead on a deal may be because they don't perceive you or your company as being big enough or successful enough. Think of ways you can help them get more business and if there's a way of referring clients to them. There's nothing better than when someone sends a client your way. You feel obliged to help them and often might feel slightly in debt to them. Comment on their articles and blog posts. Add comments to their social media posts. Join in conversations that they're having on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. 
Wherever they hang out, make sure you're there and you show up there on a regular basis. And this can also be in real life as well as online. One example might be going to your local gym or your local bar or pub where you know they also hang out or business networking events. I used to have a few clients I mentored almost as a part-time non-exec director for them where I would help and advise them on their business. And I got most of those clients from a business network I've mentioned before called For Networking. I didn't advertise that service and I didn't go around trying to sell it either. But simply by being at those events, over time, I got to know people and they got to know me and they would approach me asking for my help. If you end up spending time with like-minded people, eventually you can end up doing business together. But be careful not to overstep the mark. Don't attend those venues or events with the sole purpose of hassling people into doing business with you. Never, ever oversell. One area where people are starting to do sales and marketing is via text message marketing. Many more companies are starting to send text messages about their products and services. I've found that whilst this will get people's attention, it's not always well received. For me, and I know others feel the same, text messages are usually more personal from friends and family and perhaps work colleagues. Ages ago, I was honing the craft of public speaking and I bought Andy Harrington's book and must have signed up for one of his email newsletters. In that process, I must have given Andy my mobile phone number. Every couple of weeks now, I get text messages from Andy inviting me to attend some seminar and it really annoys me. When trying not to let people forget you, Please don't use tactics to get back in front of them, which will potentially put them off forever. Instead, truly care about them and just keep in touch. I went to a Jonathan Jay event quite a few years ago. He's not my cup of tea and I find his marketing a little bit slimy, but he definitely knows his onions. And one thing he said during the event was that people are always in different buying cycles. And the trouble you have when selling any product or service is you never really know when the customer is ready to buy, where they are in their buying cycle. And back to the video explainer we need for Core Energy. We'll probably be looking to get a video done around February next year. But all the companies approaching me today don't know that. And of course, in an ideal world, we'd be up front and we'd let people know when we're thinking about making that purchase or taking up the service. But it's kind of personal and we don't like sharing that information, do we? For one thing, we know what salespeople are like. If we tell them when we'll be ready to buy, they'll be there locked in on that date like a laser beam and be back to hassle us until we give them the order. And actually, we much prefer to buy than be sold to. We would rather remain in control of the process and get in touch when we're ready to buy. Think about the approaches people have used with you before. It's usually phone calls and emails, and actually mainly emails. And all those emails are the same. Asking if you've had time to look at the information. Would you like more information? Have you got any questions? Let's have a follow-up meeting or a conference call. And on and on. Wouldn't it be so much nicer if they mixed it up a little? Think about my suggestions for different ways to stay on their radar. I'd love it if one of the video explainer companies took some time out to get to know me. And actually, I'm an easy target. I'm wide open online. They could go to my Twitter page and find out all sorts of things that I'm focused on right now. They could go to my Instagram page and find stuff out. And even on LinkedIn, I post things about me. 
I recently posted a couple of photos of when I started my career as a stockbroker back in the early 1980s and it's been a really popular post with over 31,000 views and I also tweet and post about this podcast. A potential supplier could create some pretty good rapport with me if they took the time to listen to a couple of episodes and then post a comment or mention it on their follow-up emails. Even better, if they posted a review on iTunes, that would get my attention and I would definitely warm to them. So find out some things about your potential customers and get in touch with them and massage their egos slightly. We all like to receive praise and recognition and if our potential partners and suppliers took that time to get closer to us, we'd be much more likely to do business with them. Spend some time this week thinking about those people and companies you're currently targeting. How can you find out some good information about the key decision makers? Do some research via searches on Google and social media and stop selling and instead use your follow-ups to get their attention in a good way and let them know you care, that you've taken the time to think about them. And follow up in that way with less selling-focused emails and phone calls and instead help them to be more successful by introducing customers their way and get to know them and their family and ask after them. And please don't be a lazy salesperson. Continue to follow up. Don't try a couple of follow-up emails and phone calls and then give up. It takes 5 to 12 touch points. Keep on their radar and don't ever let them forget about you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my Monday Motivation Podcast. Please do me a huge favor. Please go to iTunes and leave me a review and let me and others know what you think. I'd really appreciate it. You can connect with me everywhere on social media. I'm lucky with a name like mine. Just search for Dickie Armour and you'll find me. You can check out the links in the show notes too. Until next time, take care and thank you so much for listening. Dare to dream big dreams and go out and make it happen today and every day. Every day.